can intimacy be used as a way towards co-regulation of the nervous system my guest today takes us through this in this episode this is a explicit one so be sure to listen where kids are not around in today's episode we answer three questions how can you use intimacy towards better sleep how are the three steps of intimacy connected to sleep how can intimacy be used towards co-regulation susan bratton is the queen of talking intimacy susan bratton intimacy expert to millions is a champion and advocate for all those who desire intimacy and passion their whole life She is co-founder and CEO of a company that makes organic and botanical supplements that enhance vitality. She has been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC and the Today Show. She makes frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox and NBC. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, author and yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Susan Bratton, welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. It's a pleasure for me to host you and it's always exciting to talk to women, especially about something as exciting as biohacking our way to a better love life. And um, I did an episode on intimacy and sleep three years ago and it was very well received and I'm sure that you'll have a very unique spin to this whole topic as well. But you have been coaching people through intimacy and better love life for a while and what got you into that path what prompted you to take that direction well deepa thank you so much for having me and i really appreciate you helping people with sleep because when you don't have sleep it is it, it ruins your life so uh you are really saving people's lives you're giving them their lives back by helping them and you have such an excellent show and i'm glad to be here and i'm glad to talk about the topic of intimacy because it really is a big part of um our 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 entire calmness of being there's so many things about sex that are beneficial for us. And I know we're going to get into that. And the way that I ended up becoming an intimacy expert, and I, I have two companies, I, I run a publishing company, and I publish passionate lovemaking techniques. I, I like to say that I transform having sex into making love. And that my particular style of teaching, I've written 44 books and programs, 
over the last two decades, and this is my second career, and I got into it because um, my husband and I had over the years stopped being intimate with each other, and it was because it wasn't satisfying for me, and he loved it, but I didn't. And uh, we went about fixing that. And when we fixed our sex life, we realized that it was really easy to turn it around. And all it was, was that we're not taught communication techniques and bedroom pleasuring skills. And my particular style of work is what I call heart-connected, passionate lovemaking. And I feel in some ways that I'm the antidote to pornography and the media and the sensationalism. And that what I am really about is two people coming together as one when time melts away, when you feel so connected in your heart, not only to your lover, but even to a transcendental state of bliss and connection to source. That orgasm is very similar to meditation and the spirituality of orgasmic pleasure can really reboot the nervous system and the soul. And that, you know, it was interesting. I, I recently read something. So there's all this talk about anti-aging and longevity. And, and of course, at 61, I'm trying to stay as young as I can. And I'm trying to live as long as I can. And I'm have, trying to have the best health span I can. And there's a there's this new kind of notion, which I'm sure you've heard about now, the difference between your biological and your chronological age. So your chronological age is I'm 61, but you can take tests now with companies like True Diagnostics and Glycage and others where they tell you how, how your physical systems are working and what your biological age is. And my biological age is 43. One of the things that they look at is something called the Dunedin Pace Report. The Dunedin Pace study has four quadrants where they measure how you're doing against your cohorts, against the other people your age. And one of the four things they look at is how you act, how young or old you look as compared to the people that you're in your cohort. And what I think is interesting is that there was another study done where a whole bunch of pictures of people were shown to to the respondents and the respondents had to guess the age of the people and one of the questions that was asked of the people whose pictures were shown was how frequently do you make love and if you made love a, three times a week or more you looked 10 to 12 years younger than your age group. And that's that's a perfect example of one of the things that's so good about maintaining your intimacy. But so much gets in the way of us being intimate. And when my husband and I had become sexually estranged and we made the fierce commitment to come back together, and it was so easy to do once we got the information that we needed, you know, we're taught how to have babies or not to have babies. We're basically scared about sex. Oh, you're going to get an STI. Oh, you're going to get pregnant. Oh, you're going to be a slut, you know, or whatever it might be, right? <laughs> we're shamed. We're repressed. We're The fear of God is put into us. And all of those things prevent us from having and learning about intimacy. So when, when we realized how easy it is to have a great sex life, we said, let's start a company together 
and we'll publish passionate lovemaking techniques for people around the world who aren't going to spend $30,000 going through the process of going to all these workshops and doing all this growth and doing all this therapy when they're in reality, learning some simple communication techniques and some simple bedroom pleasuring skills can mean the difference between and, and understanding the difference between the male and female body and how our arousal patterns work. So we understand each other. Because men are ready to go and women aren't, and they, they get frustrated with us, and we need help getting there. And so that's really how I got into it. And I think one of the reasons why I'm young and healthy is because I have a great sex life. And so I like to help other people do that too. Plus, it's very good for helping you sleep when you make love before bed. <laughs> And there's no way I would have believed you're 61, Susan. Oh, I mean, you're just stunningly you. beautiful. And you, uh, and a lot of things that you spoke about resonated so much with me coming from India and that the fact that my husband and I have both been in a spiritual path and uh, we are in the land of Tantra and uh, how intimacy, I mean, how the sexual act can be used as a form of spiritual elevation. And yes. I loved also that you differentiated yourself as being the fix or the cure from pornography, because I truly yeah. think that that has taken away the spiritual aspect of sexuality. Uh, and India is, uh, India is misunderstood, but Tantra is all about this. And the core of Tantra is how can a man and a woman use that as a form to elevate themselves. And you spoke also about uh, maintaining our youth. And there's so much in Ayurveda, Susan, about how, um, how, there's a big difference between suppressing that and one of the three core aspects of Ayurveda is that how do you use the sexual energy appropriately? So you're neither suppressing it, nor are you depleting it with use such as pornography and uh, where you misuse it and deplete something called ojas, which is the key to longevity and vitality. Uh, so it was beautiful. I could feel myself smiling within for so many things that you were sharing. But let's you jump into. I yes. wanted to say one more thing about that too, and that is that um, in addition to the publishing company where we publish passionate lovemaking skills and all of it's digitally downloaded so you don't have to worry Every, everybody can access it from anywhere in the world which is great i also have a sexual vitality supplement company and i've done a deep dive into libido botanicals from around the world and what are Ooh. the effective libido botanicals and in every indigenous culture throughout history men and women have sought libido botanicals because we want to feel turned on and one of my, I have a daily multivitamin, multimineral supplement because I think people need foundational supplementation. And I put the libido botanicals right in it. And I have an Ayurvedic formula that has fenugreek in it because for the, for the Ayurvedic culture, yeah. that is the key libido botanical that's also been clinically proven in, you know, current testing to show efficacious results and it works on a number of things including hormone and blood flow so i just wanted to give another nod to 
Tantra and Ayurveda, that these lineages and wisdoms are being leveraged in the world of sexuality today to support our connection with self, with other, and with source, with God. Absolutely. And I think, Susan, I think we should have you back for an episode <laughs> just talking about these botanicals for... Yeah. To. Yeah, this I is think, so interesting. Yes, absolutely. So let's jump sure, into anytime. the conversation and let's talk about how yeah. is our libido affected when we struggle with sleep, be it the we're not able to fall asleep or we just keep waking up. I mean, I can think so many connections to Ayurveda and how it's linked to intimacy, but I'd love to hear your perspective. Well, of course. Anytime you're not getting your full sleep, you are impacted and it can really rob you of your life to not be someone who sleeps well. And I, and my heart breaks, honestly, for people who don't sleep well, because uh, my mother is a very poor sleeper and it's, it's taken so much of her life because of that. So if you think about libido, there's, I think about libido, desire and arousal as distinct they're not just three different words for the same thing. Libido is your body-based health. It's how you are physically. And your libido is the other side of the same coin as your health. Your libido is directly reflecting your health or lack thereof. I can tell when I'm really healthy and when I'm not as healthy because I can see it in my libido expression. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that desire is the emotional piece of us, our emotional body. Do I feel desirable? Do I desire my partner? And for that, it's the mind game of things often. And then the third ring, if you will, of the three interlocking, interlocking rings of libido, desire, and arousal, the third one is arousal. And arousal is really we have two parts to our arousal system. The first part is that we must first be in relaxation before we can begin to climb the ladder of arousal. Now, there might be some outliers on the bell curve of sexuality who can't get aroused unless they fight or never get aroused. But generally, the human operating system needs relaxation to begin arousal. And when you are tired, you are not relaxed. You are exhausted. It's a different physical state. So it also impacts your ability to, to achieve and maintain arousal. The second piece of arousal that I think is also very important to understand is that most of us, again, big bell curve of people, everybody's different, but most of us are generally in a male-female coupled heterosexual monogamous or serial serially monogamous relationship we're pair bonded and the masculine is testosterone dominant and the feminine is estrogen dominant so he is waking up if he's healthy every morning with a hard on he's had nocturnal erections during the night he is biologically wired to masturbate, to keep his sperm fresh so that he can replace himself as the species. And he's so he's thinking about sex a lot. He's also full speed ahead, goal oriented and single minded. He's also more sexually confident 
than he probably should be because testosterone makes him think he's really good, better than he actually is. It gives him confidence. Then we have the female bodied at our partner and she's on a 28 day cycle. She's a moon woman, uh, but she could be talked into or and enjoy sex at any time during the month, including during menstruation. Um, she is estrogen dominant. So she's a person who's focused on everything all at once. She's a multitasker. She's the opposite. I'm, I'm exaggerating all of these things. We're all a bit of all of it, but I'm just making the exaggeration so I can draw the polarity yes, of this. Yeah. And so we can, so we can understand and get in our partner's world better and meet them where they are. So we're, we're not really going to initiate sex. We're not masturbating every day. Most of the time, like our male bodied partners are, we're just a little more disconnected and further away from that generally over time than our male bodied partners are. And so what happens is that men make us offers for sex and by sex, they mean intercourse. And we are not ready for that. It can be a little overwhelming. You have to be ready for it. And so a lot of times men are thinking, oh, I've got to press these buttons and spin these dials to get her going. And in reality, what they need to do is hold us, comfort us, calm us, relax us, get us out of our head and into our body. So one of the techniques that I teach is from one of my most popular books. I've written 44 books and programs, and this one is called Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials for Connected Sex. And really, it goes back to that soul connection and loving heart connected kind of pleasure that I like to teach people. And the soulmate embrace, you know, if typically when our lover holds us, he'll hold us for a minute. And we'll go, ah, oh, and then he'll let us go. We're relaxed, but we're not. We're literally just beginning the relaxation process. And so what I love is when a man understands that what we really want, and by the way, you, your listeners can download this hug. I call it the, 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 the best hug in the world, the hug that every woman has been wanting her whole life to get from you. It's at soulmateembrace.com. So you can grab it there. It's so relaxing when he holds you and he just lets you melt into his arms. And as he does, things will come up for you. Things you need to get off your chest that you need to talk out. And he will listen and he will just take it in. Is there anything else? Tell me more. I'm here. I've got you. He'll put his hand on the small of your back. He's embracing you. You're relaxing more. And over time, as he holds you and you relax, you'll, your spit will start to run. Your eyes might tear up. And this is the beginning of the letting down process that's also lubricating our vaginas and to getting us into the beginning states of arousal. So when I explain to men, don't try to turn her on, try to calm her down, try to ground her. Because once you can ground a woman and put her into safety and security, then you can move on to stroking her hair and kissing her cheeks and kissing her eyelids and kissing her neck and stroking her shoulders, her arm, her chest, stroking her back and her buns, stroking her thighs, stroking her belly. Then you can 
touch her breasts and kiss her lips. Then you can start more deep kissing. She will awaken in your arms and remember how she loves to make love to you when you start that slowly. And then you have more opportunities to move forward with more foreplay, more body pleasure before any kind of intercourse. And what that allows a woman to do is slowly build her arousal and get the blood flowing to her pelvic bowl. Because though a man is an outie and a woman is an innie, we have as much erectile tissue in our vulva, in our yoni, which is what we've, we've stolen the tantric words for the lingam and the yoni here in America. And that's what we call the vulva and the penis. And I think they're nice words here. It's what we use. Uh, you know, neo-tantra, red tantra is what it's called. And um it gives her the time to get the blood flow so she's as engorged as he is. So intercourse will actually feel good to her. When sex is rushed and arousal is rushed because he's already turned on, I say, turn around, come back and get us and take us to where you are. Don't make an offer for sex, make an offer for the soulmate embrace, for full body massage, for a belly rub, for a head massage, that a foot massage. This is what gets us moving into our calmness. And then when we make love, we have the ability Ability to reboot our nervous systems and really completely relax our bodies, which will help us settle into our slumber and have a deeper sleep. Um, and I, I loved what you described about relaxation, Susan. I mean, I think really this is the key to women unlocking their intimacy because so many women must be getting frustrated with the let's go jam 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 and the rush that comes with intimacy but um, and I can see so many connections to better sleep with this whatever you just described so I know that we don't have too much of time but I'd love to spend a little bit of time talking about how can we biohack our way to yeah. better sleep through intimacy better love life yeah so here's what happens Diva as we age our genitals age right along with us men end up getting erectile dysfunction, loss of firmness, inability to maintain an erection, delayed, delayed climax, loss of sensitivity. Women end up in our genital systems with atrophy of our genitals, just like our male body partners, vaginal laxity. Our vaginas can almost feel like they become fused shut if they're not used frequently. We have loss of lubrication. We have thinning of tissue, painful sex, incontinence, and flaccidness in our vulva. And all of these things can be reversed. There, I like to make another distinction. I love distinctions because I think it helps people with mental frameworks when they get distinctions on things. There's a difference between sexual biohacking and sexual regenerative practices and treatments. You have to start reversing aging. When you get yourself back to where you were when you were young and, and vital and everything worked, then you can take yourself up to the next level. So for example, we might have a gentleman who he's 50 years old. He's not as firm as he used to be. He doesn't last as long. It's a little, takes a little longer for him to achieve climax. 
And he goes in and he's, he uses maybe uh, gains wave, acoustic wave treatments. He maybe uses PRP to build new tissue in the penis. He maybe uses a vacuum erection device to draw blood, to increase and return the blood carrying capacity to his penis. All of these things work very well together. They are remediating, regenerating treatments because the very first step a guy can take is to use a vacuum erection device then he can build on with the gains wave treatments which are an acoustic wave technology that stimulates new tissue growth and is very synergistic with using the penis pump these things that are called sexual biohacking are really regenerative treatments that you can take to the next level same with women with women, we can reverse the incontinence, the flaccidity, the loss of orgasmic intensity, the uh, painful sex, the loss of lubrication by using things like I have, um, I can't, I know we're on a, an, an audio cast, but I'm holding this up so Deepa can see it. It's, it's something called the, the V-Fit. It's, it's at vaginadevice.com and it's a red light therapy tool that goes inside your vagina and helps with all of the things that I mentioned. But you can go even higher than that with the FemiWave acoustic wave treatments that stimulate new clitoral tissue growth, that lift the labia, that help with incontinence and lubrication. So you can stack these things together. Biohackers talk about things in stacks where they're synergistically layering or stacking up these different modalities, red light with acoustic wave, with vacuum, with PRP. You can, as a woman, also get O-shots, which are orgasm shots, which are PRP into the clitoral structure, the urethral structure, which people call the G-spot, but it's not. It's not a spot. It's a, a tube of, of erectile tissue. And so if you, basically what I have found is that when people's genitals start to atrophy and age and they don't work as well, they stop being intimate altogether. Well, if we can't have sex, I don't want to start anything I can't finish. I'm just going to go sleep in the other room. I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to, you know, just try to like brush it under the rug because people don't have the, the communication skills to talk about these losses. So I created a, a technique I call the magic pill method. It's basically, and it's at magicpillmethod.com. It's a free download. And it's a technique for couples that have become estranged in their intimacy and they'd like to get back to it, but they're not sure how to talk about it or deal with it. And it's a guided process that is almost like if I could be your therapist in the room, you don't need me. You can do this yourself. Here you go. I'm empowering you to work your problem out yourself because now you know there are workarounds. You kind of had the wrong approaches in the past. Now you're atrophied. Let's turn that around so that you can begin to re-engage with your partner so you can take advantage of great sex that keeps you young and helps you age better and sleep better. Beautiful, Susan. Any final takeaways for our listeners? Maybe three takeaways on how they can get started with improving intimacy and their sleep. Well, I would say don't think about intimacy as intercourse. Think about it as co-regulation, which is when you reset each other's nervous systems through loving touch and holding and hugging. So I'd say that's number one. 
Number two is that loving touch and genital manual genital pleasuring and full body massage, sensual massage and things like that generate a lot of oxytocin. And oxytocin not only bonds you to your partner, but it makes you less annoyed with other people. <laughs> and we could all use a little more of that in today's <laughs> world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And last but not least, a, a, a fierce commitment to continuing your, your intimacy. Come hell or high water, we're going to figure this out together. We don't want to give this up. Let's compromise, work around, overcome, remediate, regenerate, and biohack our way and learn our way to having sex that keeps getting better our whole life long. Getting on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral, where we're the two, we're the double helix of lovers swirling up into connection with source, with pleasure, with connection. So I'd say those are the three things that I'd love to leave you with. And one last question, Susan, for I know sure. a lot of people will be thinking about this. What happens if one of the partners is not ready to do this? Yeah, that's outlined in the magic pill method. So it's it, it's such a big question that I would really recommend people start there because there there are a lot of people who mostly out of fear and mostly out of Sex never having been good enough for them to bother keeping continuing to do it because you didn't know what you didn't know, but now you do. Um, really listening to your partner, really letting them be honest and tell you what didn't work for them, tell you how where they are with things, what they could do, what they couldn't do. Get some things back on the table with the magic pill method. Rome wasn't built in a day. It took a long time for things to be dismantled. It takes a lot less time to build them back up. Where can people find you, Susan, to download? I mean, you listed so many different websites. Is there a single <laughs> space that where it directs people to all of these different resources? Yes, you can go to susanbratton.com and under my products tab, you'll find links to everything. So you could just go there and pick and choose or try them all, whatever you'd like. I have so many free resources for people. Pleasure having you today, Susan. Have a great you, day. Diva. You too. Intimacy is far more than sexuality. I'm so glad Susan brought this up on this episode. Intimacy beyond sexuality is something that is powerful. If you missed the episode with Tamara Castello on touch, do go back and take a listen whether you are with a partner or alone. Whatever form of intimacy connects with you, Bring it into your life. Have a great day. This podcast is intended to provide helpful and informative material on the subject matter covered in the episodes. The podcast is not acting in the capacity of a doctor or a registered dietitian and is not rendering any professional healthcare or medical service. The information in the podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice or services or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. The advice and tools contained herein may not be suitable for your situation. Any medical questions regarding contraindications and cautions 
or any questions on whether or not to proceed with any practices provided in the show should be referred to qualified health professionals before adopting the same the podcast specifically disclaims any responsibility for any liability loss risk personal or otherwise which may be incurred as a direct or indirect consequence of the use of information from this podcast or the application adoption of any of the information provided